Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and today we are talking about why brands should consider sending offline conversions to each one of your marketing channels. Offline conversions became a hot topic after the iOS 14 changes went into full effect last uh, 2021 Q1-Q2-ish. We at Elevar, we are hearing and seeing about lots of these quote-unquote hacks for fixing the Facebook conversion tracking, specifically how uploading conversions to the offline conversions API or offline conversions marketing API with Facebook was a way around the new enforced pixel and conversion API limitations. And the limitations were simply if Facebook was receiving an event, whether it was through the pixel or a cappy from a user who was opted out on their iOS device, they essentially had to discard it and put it into their whole AEM process. And again, the, the quote-unquote hack was, hey, let's just take all of our conversions, link it up through Zapier and upload them to Facebook through the offline conversion API. And that'll essentially fill in that gap of missing purchase conversions that at that point in time, people were thinking that or brands were thinking they were missing those conversions from being attributed to their campaigns. It might have been a thing. It may still be a thing. I personally can't tell you yes or no if it works. I can say most that I saw try that are no longer doing that anymore. Could be for many reasons. I know one that we were seeing pop up a lot was just it went from underreporting to severely overreporting, which can cause potentially different or potentially worse issues. So, anyways, so that that's how the offline conversion term became more and more popular and just coming up in a lot more conversations in our world. However, it did help illuminate the future need of how to manage offline conversions. So if you go to your Shopify admin and just go to your analytics and go to sales by channel report, you more than likely are going to see multiple additional channels besides the online store. So you might see if you're a subscription, recharge or bold or upscribe or others, you'll see rebuy, quote unquote, shop, Facebook, Instagram, Gorges, Grin, Zipify, POS, draft orders, the list goes on and on. We've seen some brands have 10 plus different channels that are receiving some quantity of transactions on a regular basis. Now, some of these channels function as you'd expect with conversion tracking. So let's use Recharge as an example. If you've configured your tracking on Recharge, a user goes through, places an order on Recharge, on the Recharge checkout, your conversion events trigger, and you'd also see that order technically show up under the Recharge channel inside your Shopify analytics report. However, the majority of other channels don't have any conversion tracking features. So these orders can happen almost without anyone really knowing. Of course, you'd see them in the Shopify admin, but no other marketing channel will really know these happened or existed. So these orders, again, are placed on behalf of these other third-party providers. The orders are created. They're imported into your Shopify admin, but there's no conversion tracking going to Facebook, TikTok, GA, et cetera. 
So they really only only live inside your Shopify admin and potentially a, a data warehouse that you might be pulling that data into. So in my opinion, time will tell if consumers either start to or continue to trust making what I'd consider impulse purchases from embedded widgets, uh, either on content sites. So think about news sites or fashion sites or blogs, et cetera, where your products might be embedded and people can add to cart and check out right there, which there's a few solutions that are becoming fairly popular and growing in popularity. So that'd be one example of offline conversions happening. Then obviously you have your POS and other offsite orders, like truly offsite orders or offline orders. But then also the uh, in the consumer trust aspect, it's are they going, going to make these impulse purchases on platforms like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook where the experience remains in the app itself and they're completing that purchase without actually visiting your site. And those orders are ultimately imported through the Shopify API by the individual platform. So if that does happen, and let's say you're only at a few percentage points of orders, so two or 3% of your orders are coming in through these offline channels, but that starts to creep up to five, six, seven, eight, nine 9%. If they do and that percentage increases, then you'll likely want to ensure these conversions are delivered to your different marketing channels, potentially your analytics software, and obviously your data warehouse. And the why, the answer to the why of that question is, so the channel can attribute back to a user where the user may have interacted with an ad. So think about a user that potentially views an ad or clicks on an ad a couple of days before, and then they ultimately are remarketed to and complete that purchase. So you wanna make sure that that conversion data, potentially that user data, if they're opted in and everything else goes into the compliance side, which we won't get into on this, but in general, just making sure that that conversion is tracked properly and sent where it needs to go. The other answer to the why you'd wanna think about this is, so your attribution software is playing with a more complete data set. Different attribution tools and software are set up different ways, but again, you wanna make sure that they have a complete data set. So if you know that podcast advertising or TV or radio or whatever it might be, is driving purchases in-app on some of these quote-unquote offline channels, that they're able to tell that story and paint that picture for you and to you as well. And then lastly, you'll wanna be sure that you have these purchase conversions tracked so you can connect back to other top of the funnel events. So it could be simple things like signing up for an email or SMS and anything in between. But uh, if you have a data warehouse, you're likely already ingesting all of this data directly from Shopify and you're, you might be doing some of that attribution and reconciliation if you aren't there yet. Uh, then you might have that gap where these orders are not making it into just your overall data set and attribution analysis. So at the end of the day, as a general, I would say best practice, we are not suggesting even to our customers that they send every order from every channel to each marketing platform that they integrate with. Again, my marketing platform, I'm referring to the TikToks, Facebooks of the world. However, it is a topic that we bring up. And generally what we're seeing with customers is with a channel like Google Analytics, they are choosing to send most orders like the shop app or Facebook uh, shop, Instagram shop, checkout, et cetera, and then customizing the source medium for those so they don't come in just as additional direct none traffic, which can just artificially inflate if you're just doing that direct server to server integration with GA and Shopify. So they are overriding that source medium so they, when they're doing their analysis in analytics, they can get a sense of how they're driving, how different channels are driving, just general purchase volume. And then typically it's on a channel by channel basis. So if we just look at Facebook, another 
common thing that we're seeing starting to grow is sending Facebook recurring orders. So these are the subscription purchase two, three, four, sending Facebook recurring orders. Uh, but again, it, it really does vary across. That's why we recommend talking with your marketing team to determine if you want these conversions sent to each channel. And we're just saying it, it does vary widely across your analytics versus your marketing stack. So that is a little bit behind offline conversions where we started about a you know Q1, Q2 in uh, 2021, where this became a hot topic to hack your way around iOS 14. And now where offline conversions is really turning into a bigger conversation as the content and commerce game continues to expand, where consumers can purchase and go through their check whole checkout flow without actually having to go through your site and potential uh, reasons why that's important to your own marketing and attribution reporting. So that is it for today, a short episode. I hope this was helpful and I'll see you next time. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or a review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again. Thanks again.